This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. going on guys this is rob carbone coming at you with another episode of bd4 where there's no better way to get your yankees and knicks analysis episode 119 <clears throat> tonight of bd4 um gonna do the same thing we've been doing keep following along um i appreciate you guys if you've been following along and we're just gonna keep doing you know the uh a little prospect review here. Still on the uh, late first, second round, guys. And we're going to work our way down to the lotto players eventually. And there's not a superstar talent in this draft, but I do think it's a draft that is pretty heavy when it comes to solid, complementary role players. I think it's going to develop, you know, it's going to uh, have a, a few a few solid players, you know, a good supporting cast type of players. Um, so you're not going to find your, your Zion Williamson, your, your John Morant, um, RJ Barrett, um, but you're going to find, uh, you're going to find some solid, you know, some solid players, some solid role-playing players. Um, so thank you guys for stopping by. We're going to touch on Jaden McDaniels tonight um, in just a little bit, but you know, before we get to uh, before we get to all that, I just want to thank you, you know, for for coming by and, and supporting the podcast. You guys know I do this just because I love it. I don't do it for anything else. Anything else is a bonus. You know, the compliments, the criticism, um, for those who share, like, comment, subscribe, I appreciate all of that. But if you haven't subscribed or if you're new or something, be sure to follow us. You know, subscribe to the podcast. Um, we're on many platforms. So. You know, anywhere from iTunes to Google to you know Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor. The video cast is up on YouTube where you could actually watch the podcast. Um, and many more platforms as well. All you have to do to subscribe, download, and, and watch the podcast and listen to it. All you got to do is go to my website. Just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. That's all you have to do. Go to that website and it'll take you to where you need to be. But yeah, <laughs> Jaden McDaniels is who we're going to break down tonight. This is a combo forward out of Washington. Played for the Huskies for just one season before he was uh, he declared to be a, a one-and-done prospect. Um, 19-year-old kid, very, very young. Not 20 until September, so very young. 6'10", 210 pounds with a 6'11 and a half wingspan. Now those are unofficial, but there's been some, you know, you know, I couldn't find an exact height, weight, wingspan for him, but I think that's pretty much accurate given uh, the amount of you know 
times I've I've seen this kid in film. He looks like he's about 6'10", 200, 210 pounds. Um, and I've been watching a lot of his film. You know, I've really, I it was in February where I was about to cover him, but I never really got to it, <clears throat> got busy. But you know, we're doing it tonight. We're going to break down Jada McDaniels, who's, in my opinion, somebody with a lot of boom or bust potential. Um, he could end up being really, really good. You know, we've heard some pretty, pretty hefty comparisons. We've heard Brandon Ingram, KD, um, and then he could be somebody who's not so great. Um, I think the middle ground here is he could possibly be someone like Jonathan Isaac. You know, we've heard those comparisons at least. Uh, he's he's Isaac's a solid player, scores in double figures, gives you a little bit of rebounding, um, and then good shooting from the perimeter. So I think that's that's a, a decent comparison too. You know, if he doesn't hit his ceiling. The question is, is he just kind of flat out bust or can he have a middle ground? Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about McDaniels a bit tonight, guys, and I appreciate you stopping by. So once again, really quick, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, just go to my website and do all that. So we're going to get to McDaniels, break him down, you know, the strengths, the weaknesses and why he may or may not fit on this New York Knicks roster in just a minute. But yeah, we've got a little bit of a different setup tonight, if you haven't noticed, or if you're watching the podcast, at least. If you're listening to the pod, you probably have no clue what I'm talking about. But if you're watching the podcast, we did some rearranging in the studio tonight. Uh, today, I had nothing to do, you know, quarantine. So did a little rearranging, and we're kind of in a little bit of a different um, area in the studio, but pretty much, you know, yeah, nothing to do. Quarantine. What else am I going to do? <laughs> what else is there? Um but yeah, let's head to break. And as soon as we get back, we're going to talk about Jaden McDaniels, guys. All right. Hey, fellas. Really quick, I just want to remind you, in order to subscribe to BD4, to subscribe to my blog, and to follow me on social media, all you have to do is go to my website. That's it. Just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. Once again, that is nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. Once there, guys, that will display all of my information where to subscribe to the podcast, how to subscribe to my blog, and where to follow me on social media. Guys, thank you so much, and let's get back to the show. one and done prospect he he um played for just one season there at uh at washington but you know kind of a disappointing season there um i know many folks really expected you know a five-star recruit to go there and dominate and they had big you know high hopes for somebody like Jaden mcdaniels um he didn't really live to that expectation with washington um Dealt with a little bit of injury, um, got benched a few times because of his inconsistent play, and really wasn't as great as folks were hoping him to be. But still, overall, I think the talent is there. That's one thing you can't deny. You could talk about anything else. You could hit on him for, you know, get on him for a bunch of shit. But 
I think the talent is there. The upside is there. And all in all, it still wasn't a terrible season for the combo forward, averaging 13 points, six rebounds, and uh, two assists on 41% from the field on 11 attempts, 34% from three on four attempts, and uh, 76% from the free throw stripe on four attempts. Uh, defensively, he got to 1.4 blocks per game and 0.8 steals per game. Um, the uh, turnovers and fouls, 3.2 turnovers, 3.3 personal fouls, and did all of this across 31 games where he started in 21 of them and played an average of 31 minutes per night. So those are his numbers for his freshman one-and-done year. Um, now, he's again, he's a, a player who I think will have some interesting eyes on he'll have there's gonna be people paying attention to this kid just because they want to see how he pans out again we mentioned the comparisons um we've heard brandon ingram some you know baby kd people called him um just you know that's not and you know that may sound like a lazy comparison just because of the build or obviously people are referring to his slender build but i also think they're similar in terms of just their play style their upside his upside yeah i think he's very similar to them um in those areas as well but Jonathan Isaac, like we mentioned, I think that's more likely the scenario here. If he's somebody who doesn't pan out to be a star, I still think there can be a middle ground, but there is some boomer bust potential here as well. So we don't really know. It's very up in air because of his um, inconsistent season there at a, as a Husky. Uh, I still think he's going to be mid to late first. I think there's a possibility he will fall to the Knicks at 27, which is what they're expected to draft at. And I would take him. I would take him just because I like his tool set. Um, I think, for one, one of the pros I have here, the first one we'll start with is he's very mobile. I like his mobility. He's a very fluid and smooth athlete who moves very well with and without the basketball. Um, you know, you'll always see him sprinting on cuts. He's a very good backdoor cutter, always going for the lob on the backdoor cut. Um, very aware of where he is on the floor, very aware, very aware of where the defense is, aware of where his teammates is, and you know gives them good spacing because of his ability to play as a cutter. Um, and ex excels in transition. Somebody who runs the floor exceptionally well, a good trailer, but can also run the floor with the ball in his hands, you know, and go coast to coast off of a defensive rebound. Um, crafty, pretty shifty with the ball in his hand, has a tight handle. He can create space very well for a big, you know, a smooth pull-up jumper. He likes to go to that pull-up a lot. That's kind of his go-to move. Also has a solid step back. Um, and because of his ability to put the ball on the floor and his length, he can get to the rim exceptionally well because of his long strides and his lankiness. Um, you know, that's it's all pretty impressive, right, for a big. A guy 6'10 with a, just about a 7-foot wingspan, you know, he's a a big with guard skills and that in the NBA is very invaluable. I think teams love that, you know, NBA GMs love that shit. Um, and I think I would take my chances on a player, you know, with a guards tool set as a big, um, now his shooting ability is, is his main thing offensively. I think that's what he's going to be. He's going to be a great jump shooter. If he can figure everything out, um, he's great off the, off the, um, off the pull up. Again, we mentioned his pull up game is on point. That's how he shoots. Um, very good at elevating over defenders on that pull-up jumper. Um, he can also catch and shoot a little bit too. So he's got a versatile skill set when it comes to shooting the basketball. Now shot just 34% from three, which is more average than anything, you know, a little below average maybe, but 
it's the queen, it's the queen, it's the clean, quick release, <laughs> the high release point, you know, no wasted movement in that jump shot that kind of gives me the optimism, you know, that he'll be a promising uh, shooter eventually. I think the upside is there as a shooter. And again, he elevates very well over defenders um, when he pulls up. So I think there, there's an ability there. There's the potential to be a very good shooter. Um, and I think in the NBA, with better spacing, I think that's going to improve his efficiency as well. <clears throat> Projects to be a good le uh, three-level scorer as well. This kid, we mentioned the three-point potential, um, also has a great mid-range game, can get to the rim very well, um, does need to work with the finishing a little bit, but has a good floater to go to. So he doesn't always have to um, pull up or doesn't always have to just drive and, and throw it down. He can go in between and throw that floater in there too because he's got a pretty soft touch um, when it comes to that, throwing off that float. Um, defensively now, I think he's a, a pretty versatile defender just because of his um, unique combination of coordination, mobility, and length. I think he's going to be a good defender in the NBK, in the NBA because of that. Um, you know, he's pretty long. He'll move well side to side. Just, despite being long, he can still move pretty quickly side to side. And that's going to help protect the rim. It's going to help him be a pest on the perimeter. You know, it's gonna it's gonna help him be a good playmaker defensively. You know, speaking of, he again he averaged one point four blocks and just under one steal per game in thirty one minutes this past season. So pretty nice, you know, numbers to 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 rack up some um, steals and blocks as a six ten uh, combo forward. <clears throat> now, offensively as a playmaker, he. Again, it's not great, but I do think there's a lot of upside there as well. Watching tape on him, watching some film, he has shown some flashes, guys. Uh, I've seen him hit some very tight windows. You know, he can thread the needle pretty well, at times at least. Uh, he's shown the ability to, you know, get a pass off off a screen and pick and roll. Um, he's shown some downhill potential as a playmaker. He has shown the ability to make some really nice, quick zip passes as well. I think there is, I think there's an upside there. For him to be a playmaker, maybe eventually somebody who can give you three, four, um, at max five assists per game. Um, again, that's if he lives up to his hype. Uh, now there are some, you know, some some downsides to this kid's game as well. The obvious one we'll start with is the lack of strength. Right, that's a huge concern. Big concern is that very slender frame that he has. Um, the height, the weight combination is not good. Right, he's he's. <laughs> weighs about two bucks and he's just under seven feet. Um, so that's, that's, you know, the, the durability issues, that's a concern. You know, is he going to stay healthy? You know, he's always prone to that. You know, there's always that question is if he's going to, you know, come down wrong someday and, and injure himself badly. So there's always that concern. Um, and that size, you know, that lack of um, mass, I guess, you know, is kind of gonna it's gonna give him some issues in the NBA unless he hits the gym. He's gonna struggle against those versatile, um, not versatile, those uh more physical, you know, forwards when he's attacking the rim. You know, he's already had some finishing issues in college. Um, you know, if he gets to the NBA, players are only gonna get faster, bigger, bigger, better, and stronger when he's when he's you know in the restricted area. So he's gonna have to find a way to to kind of deal with that. He's going to get pushed around a lot in the NBA unless he gains some muscle. So it's going to struggle versus the physical, physical players. That's for sure. Unless he can find a way to at least, you know, gain some muscle, but how much, how much muscle can this kid really gain? You know, he's already got, it's a pretty natural slender build that he has. He's got narrow shoulders. So 
I don't think, you know, it's going to be hard, you know, to really gain that much muscle. You kind of, who you are, who you are. You can gain as much muscle as you like, you know, but he's not going to turn into LeBron, you know, just like that, or, or even half of that. So that's, that's definitely a big concern of mine. Um, I also have down that he's very inefficient as a playmaker on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, he led the Pac-12 in both fouls and turnovers this past season. So foul woes were bad. He averaged 3.3 personal fouls in 31 minutes. So he's going to have to cut them down, going to have to discipline up. You know, the Knicks already have some disciplining issues when it comes to their defense. Um, so that's an issue. And then playmaking offensively, he's got some issues as a passer. This was really bad. You know, I, I, you know, I looked at the numbers here. This was really bad. Uh, 65 assists versus 100 turnovers at, uh, at Washington this, this past season. That's, that's terrible. Um, 65 versus 100 is not a good look. Even the other way around wouldn't be a good look either. So that's, that's bad. Um, so he's going to need He's going to need a ton of coaching, man. Listen, he's going to need a ton of coaching just because of these flaws. You know, he's going to be a raw project out of the gate. Somebody who I don't expect to be ready immediately. Um, 19-year-old kid, skinny, probably going to take some time in the G League before he gets really legitimate time in the NBA. Any legitimate time in the NBA. So, you know, is that the best fit to go to the Knicks and expect them to develop you properly? Because we've seen how they treat their young kids right is it is it gonna work at the are the knicks the best fit for this kid i want him i want him really bad but is his potential gonna be maximized maximized you know are they gonna optimize his his ceiling here um i don't know because the knicks knowing them they know they know how to regress a damn player you know dsj look at kevin knox uh look at frank not really any large improvement in his game look at you know Many players like that. You know, Kevin Knox should have been in the G League. What did they do? They sporadically gave him 15 minutes, sometimes two minutes, sometimes didn't play him in the NBA, and that didn't help his development. DSJ, look at this kid. He's heading towards bus territory ever since he got to the Knicks. Um, he's been going downhill. So they they're, they're, they don't know how to develop players over there. They prioritize their vets, right? They play all the old guys, all the short-term guys on these one-on-one deals, and they don't play the kids that are supposed to be part of their long-term plan. So is Jaden McDaniels really the best fit for the Knicks? I want him. I think the talent is immense. I think the upside is there. He could be a very strong player, potentially an all-star caliber player, maybe a steal someday. But will that come with the Knicks? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they're, unless they can figure it out overnight and all of a sudden become <laughs> one of the best, uh, you know, farm systems and one of the best uh, talent, uh, not talent, uh, one of the best coaching organizations, you know, one of the best, one of the most well-coached organizations overnight. I, sure. But let's be realistic here. That's that's going to be a very iffy question here. Um so they're, they're, that's pretty much it. You know, I've also the last two things I've got for weaknesses here for uh, McDaniel's is that he's not a great rebounder for his size, and also that his shot selection is, you know, is is poor sometimes. Uh, sometimes he'll fall in love with that go-to pull-up jumper, you know, where he's going to start taking contested pull-ups often. You know, he should find the open man sometimes a little bit more, um, and I think all of that can cause you know, kind of causes that inconsistency, you know, during the games or over the course of a season from him. But yeah, overall solid player who, who really, really, really could thrive on, on a team that really utilizes him correctly. And is that the Knicks? Probably not, but it hurts to say, because I really want this kid. I would love to see him, him um, on a team that would, uh, 
I would love to see him on the Knicks, but you know, there's always that worry in the back of my mind. Are they really going to uh, develop him properly? If he comes to the Knicks, he'll probably be somebody who busts. Um, and I really don't want that to happen. So I want the best for this kid, but I'm selfish. I'm a Knicks fan, and I would love for him to be on the Knicks. So I'm kind of, I'm too sad on that. But thank you guys for stopping by. That's really it tonight. You know, I hope that was a good episode. I hope I didn't bore you too much. I hope I didn't go too fast. Sometimes I have a tendency to talk too fast. But if you guys enjoy it, be sure to download it, like it, uh, subscribe to BD4, you know, on our website. And I think that's pretty much all we've got in this one, guys. I, I appreciate you stopping by. It's it's always it's good. It's always good, guys. It's always good to get support. So Rob Carbone, BD4, episode 119. Um, of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Yankees analysis. Thank you guys so much for stopping by, and I'll see you next time. All right, ciao.